we learned in the last class. Hashem created the world through Dibur and through Ratzin, through will and through speech. There should be more over there. Dibur, we said, is what brought into existence the Chaymer and Ratzin, Chayfetz, is what brought into existence the Tzura. Why Dibur? So we explained that Hashem's objective is that we should be a yesh. For us to be a yesh, there needs to be a distance between Hashem and us. That which is all in Hashem's ratzain doesn't exist outside of Hashem. There's no yesh. Bidvar melech shultain Hutsiva v'nevro that means there's a yesh, there's a zulas, there's a separation. So dibur is in order that there should be able to be separation, in order that there should be able to be a yesh. Why then is there a ratzain? If it's necessary for Hashem to create the world basara mamaris, with speech, with utterance, in order that there should be a yesh. Why then is there Ratzin? So the Maimir continues and says, Ach, however, Tachlis Brias Yesh Me'ayin. The purpose, the objective of creation, Yesh Me'ayin, something from nothing, is Kedei Lies Hayesh Batal Ayin. It's not enough that there should be a yesh. We want that the yesh should be bottled to the ayin. Where, where are you? Okay. You see it? We want that the yesh should be bottle. We want that there should be a yesh. Not that there should be bittle before the yesh. But now that you are a yesh, now that you exist, you have an identity, you have a person, you have a self. Take that self and have Mesiras Nefesh. What is Mesiras Nefesh? Mesiras Nefesh isn't to give up your life. Mr. Snafish is to give up your self for something which is greater than you. Bittel Hayesh La'ayin. That you should take the selfness that you were created with and refine it and lift it up and bring it to the point that it becomes included in Abishter. That there should be a revelation of godliness below just as there is an above. 
and above, there's pure abister, there's revealed abister. Below, there's pizza. In order that we should have revelation of godliness below. Now, we don't want that there shouldn't be a below. If everything was only in Hashem's Ratzin, there wouldn't be a below in the first place. We want that there should be a below. But in that below, there should be Niglek Fayyid Hashem Lemata Kamaylamala. Below just as it is above. This is what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. It says in the Pasuk and the Navi that when Mashiach comes, Ki Ayin Ba'ayin Yiru, we'll be able to see Hashem eye to eye, face to face. We'll be able to recognize Abishner with our own eyes, with our own physicality, in our own selves, in our Yeshus. We're going to be able to see the godliness which is greater than our Yeshus, Chulu, etc. But how are we going to get there? How are we going to achieve a world where in this matter we're able to see Abishner? The answer is. When the alarm clock rings in the morning, you get up for chsidis. That's how you're achieving that you're refining yourself that even though you want to sleep for another 10 minutes, for another half hour, for another two hours, you're getting out of bed. You're giving up your ratzin. That's through your iskafya and this hapcha, through your davening, through your Torah learning, through your refinement of your yesh, to the point that your yesh becomes bata to the ayin, that's what brings the matter of this world to a point that in the matter of this world, when Mashiach comes, ayin ba'ayin yir, you'll be able to see godliness with proper gilialikos. So zetalui ba'avedeseinu kal yameinu. This is dependent upon our aveda throughout our lives. As it says in the Pasuk, hayayim la'aseisam. Today, we have to do the mitzvahs. Lemachar, lekabel scharem, we'll see the benefit and the achievement of what the mitzvah does, how the mitzvah changes us, how the mitzvah transforms us and our chelak b'aylam. And this is what it says in the Mishnah, Chol Yisrael Yeshlam chelak l'aylam haba. Every single Jew has a portion in l'aylam haba. What does that mean that every single Jew has a portion in l'aylam haba? Simply, the way they usually translate it, we're all going to Gan Eden. At some point. <laughs> but there's a deeper deeper explanation in Kal Yisrael Yeshlam Chelak You have a piece of the puzzle. Each one of us has our own piece of the puzzle. Bishvili Nivraha Ilam. What does Bishvili Nivraha mean? The world was created for me. You ever saw the bumper stickers? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do own the world. I mean, I do own the road. <laughs> but the world was created for me. What's the world? What's Eilam? Eilam is Milashan. What is, what's Eilam? Eilam is Milashan. Ha'alem. Bishvili nivra ha'alem. The concealment was created for me. You know why Tzimtzumarishan happened? Because of me. So that I should be here. I have a portion in this helm, in this concealment that I need to turn over, that I need to transform, that I need to change. I have my own little puzzle piece that I need to polish, that I need to clean. And then my puzzle piece is going to go into the big puzzle of Elam Haba. And Hananiah, if your puzzle piece is busy, is disturbed, is phoned, is whatever... It's, it's going to not be the way that it's supposed to be. 
it's going to be a dirty piece and you're going to look at this whole puzzle and then you're going to see this piece in the middle which is a blob <laughs> where you can't see the picture. And everyone's going to say, whose is that? Yaakov Wagner. He didn't do his job. He messed up. That's what people are going to say. <coughs> so, call Yisrael Yeshlam Chilak Lailam Haba. Every one of us has our own piece in Lailam Haba that we have to do. And then there's going to be the big picture. We've got to make sure to take care of our chilek, of our portion. And that's why sometimes the neshama comes back again and again and again in order to make sure that it's doing its job because otherwise the picture is not going to look proper. Every single one of us needs to draw down into this portion that there should be a proper bitl hayash. Vahu machmas how do we achieve Bittal Hayash? So the first step is to recognize how, from Hashem's perspective, the Yesh isn't real. The Yesh, from Hashem's perspective, is a show. It's an illusion of sorts. This is step one. How can the so separation? So it's step one in the way in, in the direction that the mimer is taking it. That it's looking at it from the Abishter's perspective. You look at the Abishter, and the Abishter created a world a yesh, but in the Gedulas Ein Seif Baruchu Atu Kaidim Shnevarelim Atu Laachim we say this right away in the beginning of our davening. Hashem doesn't change. In other words, the yesh that became as a result of the tzimtzum and everything else is all Hashem doing a master trick in order that we should feel that we exist over here. But from Hashem's perspective, I am Havaya, I have not changed, I do not change. The world doesn't really conceal to him He's the magician, the kachashecha ka'ira, and darkness is like light. She'ena halim va'hester ella le'ene baser shalanu. The concealment that we encounter is only what we see because we're the spectators, and as the spectators, we're being entertained by feeling as a yesh, and by using that yeshus in order to accomplish our jobs. But from Hashem's perspective, none of this yeshus really is affecting him. There is a revelation of godliness below, just as there is above. Before Hashem, everything is like nothing. Mamish, literally. In other words, by Hashem, just like there's still the without any change. By Hashem, above and below are equal, so it's possible <coughs> from Hashem's perspective for there to be the Giloi, the fact that it's a Mata doesn't affect Hashem. He is below just as he is above. How do we exist? We exist because Hashem is allowing us to exist. That means that just like a magician who is creating a show where from his show there is a multitude of 
birds and rabbits and everything that's there, mm-hmm. Hashem is giving us that. But He's not giving us that just like a magician. He's giving us that with a sense of reality, a sense of yeshus, and that's the objective of the Dibor. The objective of the Dibor is in order that there should be that sense of reality and that we should be able to feel like a yesh, but Hashem is doing all of that so that we should recognize that in truth there's only a vishter, and therefore we should take that which we have and bring it closer to its true existence, its true essence, its true reality without getting lost in the perceived reality. In other words, to appreciate the master, to appreciate the artist, to appreciate the Eibishter, and not get lost in the the glamour of this world, because Kamei Kula Kalei everything is like nothing before him. From Hashem's perspective, there's no question that the Yesh is battle before him. The problem is, that's good from Hashem's perspective. But when I'm sitting down to a hot slice of pizza, I feel the pizza. So it's true. By Hashem, there's no heat, there's no cheese, there's no there's no parv pepperoni. Of course, parv. Unless the cheese is parv. No. But <laughs> they make such a thing. But but that's all from Hashem's perspective. From my perspective, there's a geshmaka hot slice of pizza. Oh, so what am I supposed to do about it? What am I supposed to do about it? In other words, I'm faced with a taiva. I'm faced with a yetsarhara. I'm faced with a chasheicha, with a true darkness. I'm faced with a hardship, a challenge, a crisis, Rahman al-Litzlan. You're saying, by the that's all very good. What about me? What do I do about it? So, yesh is separation. Even the magician knows that he might have a bunny in his hat, but when he looks down the hat because there's a cover on it, he can't see the bunny. He sees that there's a separation. I'm talking about where it's a complete illusion. Okay, also, though, you said that this is, we're, we're speaking in the perspective of the Eibishter, but we're learning in... From the perspective of the Eibishter, oh. there is only Eibishter, and there always will only be Eibishter. There's no separation, there's no bunnies, there's no birds, there's no anything. It's all an illusion. It's a master illusion that the Eibishter is making you think that there's a bunny over there. The Eibishter is making you think that um, uh, there's a you, a yash over there. And uh, the Eibishter is doing that in order that you should be able to do your Aveda and earn your chelak and Eilam Haba, make your piece of the puzzle to be part of the perfection of the world to come. And that when that world comes, when that schar comes, you could say, ah, I'm a part of it. How does the, I did my job in it. How does the Eibishter limit himself, limit himself through Tzimtzum while at the same time being Tzimtzum? Because the Eibishter is nimna nimnais, is the impossibility of impossibilities. Okay. So the contradiction uh-huh. don't exist. Um, doesn't mean that when we say that Hashem is here just like above Mamash, and then when we say that through our um, way of living that we have to bring Hashem here closer to. Uh, that means from live. our perspective, yeah, okay. there is a matanamayla. From Hashem's perspective, there's not. So, we have to so bring step to one is to contemplate. This 
existence of Hashem where there is no Maila and Mata. But what about us? That's where we have to speak in this next paragraph. V'zehu ki gadol havaya v'adeinenu mikalalikim. This is the idea that it says in Tilim, ki gadol havaya v'adeinenu mikalalikim. Hashem, our master, is greater than all other gods. That's like me locking myself in to a room filled with frogs and saying that I'm the most beautiful person in that room. Not even. What does that mean? Hashem is greater than all other gods. There are no other gods. The other gods aren't real. They're fake. Why does the Pasuk have to teach us that Hashem is greater than all other gods? So the Maimer explains, The explanation of Kalalikim. Alikim is Gematria. Hatava, that's right. I'm sorry, Alikim is five letters. Five letters can be combined in how many different ways, in how many different combinations? 120. Heim kuf chaf five to the power five. Is? It's five to the power five. No, it's five factorial. It's five factorial. No, it's five factorial. Heim kuf chaf seiru fei alikim or Hashem Uchdushasai Lebilti Eskalar and Saif. Elikim is five letters. Those five letters of Elikim have 120 arrangements. Those 120 arrangements of the word Elikim represent 120 different concealments that exist here in this world. 120 godly concealments. They're not just concealments, they're concealments of Elikim, of Abishter. 120 darknesses, 120 distances from Abishter that the Abishter has created, 120 tzimtzumim. That's how far we are. That's how distant we are. And those 120, of course, are Rashi Prakim. It's so much more and so much bigger than that. There's 120 that hide and conceal that Ar Hashem should not be able to be revealed <coughs> As it is. Why do those 120 alikims exist? Those 120 alikims exist. Because if not, it would be as if you take one little shield away from the, the ozone layer. What's going to happen? The world is going to get burnt up. <laughs> the world is the world is going to get burnt up. So that's the purpose of the 120 Elikims, that that the world should appear as a Yashvidavernifrod. So when we said that the world was created through Dibur, and the objective of the world being created through Dibur is in order that there should be a Yash, that is on 120 different levels, 120 different distances, 120 alikims. What does it mean in the Passover? That when you're sitting over here in this world, 
and you're waking up in the morning and you're saying, Oy vey vey, I'm so far from Hashem. How am I supposed to do, do this? How am I supposed to deal with all of the darkness and suffering that I have to face? Remember this Pasuk, the light of Abishtar pierces through all of the darkness. This is the fundamental, the central message of Hanukkah. The light of Havaya pierces through all the darknesses, the deepest darkness of Yavan, the deepest darkness of the world, of Galus, is not a concealment to the Abishtar, not just as it pierces through. Or Havaya who godol al kulam. It's greater than all of them. It's stronger than all of these halamis vestayim. Umayshul al kulam It's able to control all of them that the yesh should be battle. They all act just as a thin glove. 120 alikims act as a thin glove to Havaya's hand. But this is something that's only able. Uh, this is something that's able to be recognized. Only by a yid. Vizahu kiani yadati ki gadol havaya. Vadineinu mikalolikim. It says in the beginning of the pasuk, I know that gadol havaya vadineinu mikalolikim. Ani zuknasas Israel. Who is Ani referring to? Yidin. Aval haakum. Imim azav havaya sarets. Why? Because we have a neshama. And that neshama is what connects us to Havaya even down here in the below, in the yashos, in the darkness. We still have a connection to an essence which is higher than all of it. What but Pare... What's Azav? Abandoned. Oh. He left. Upare Amar lo yodati Havaya. Pare said, I don't know Havaya. Moshe Rabbeinu came and told Pare, Hashem said, let my people go. Pare took out his phone book. He had a phone book this thick with names of Getchkes in it. And he started flipping through the phone book. He said, how do you spell it? Yud, K, Vav, K. I don't see that here. One second. Yud comes after which letter? I don't see that in my phone book. So Meishu Rabbeinu told him, you fool. Of course you don't see it in your book. You're looking in a Pesach first for a live person. That's what it says in the Madrash. Pari said, Lo yodati savaya. I don't recognize the Savaya. I don't know who you're talking about. Therefore, it says by Yisrael, after he became a ger, after he became a Jew. Then he said, yodati ki havaya. We're taught about Yisrael that Yisrael recognized every gachka in the whole entire world. He served it all. He tried it all until he came to recognize that it's all nonsense. And when we say that he served every gachka, we don't just mean he served every different form of gold and silver and stone. We mean that he served every power in the world, every energy in the world, the energies of of. Asiyah Ruchnis, of Yitzira, of Bria. He served every energy that exists. And then he became a Jew. And when he became a Jew, he said, Now I know. Now I'm able to see it. Now I'm able to feel it. That the Abishter is greater than all the Elikims. Until then, he couldn't have that access. But once the Neshama was inside of him, then he was able to have that accessibility, that recognition, that yodati, that Hashem is greater. 
nimshach v'asa gam b'shemayim v'aretz. Because everything Hashem wants is even in the heavens and the earth. What does that mean? So this is the brilliant idea that the Mimer is teaching us. We said earlier in the Mimer, every single thing in creation has Chaymer and Tzura. What's the Chaymer? The Chaymer is the Yeshos. What's the Tzura? The Tzura is the Bittal. What is Tzura? Tzura is nothing. What is Tzura without Chaymer? Chaymer without Tzura is a glob. A good fat glob. A bigger Yesh is a bigger glob. What's Tzura without Chaymer? A glob. You don't know what a glob is? <laughs> Better? Clear? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that's Chaymer without Tzura. What's Tzura without Chaymer? Nothing. It's Bittal. Because Tzura reflects and represents the Ratzin of Hashem in creation. Just like the tzura of a man is perfect for the neshama of the man to be to be to to, to, to take place in him to come into him, the tzura of a shor of an ox is not good for him, uh, the neshama of a man. It doesn't fit. It's like putting your foot into to, to shoe that's the wrong size. It just doesn't go in. It's not going to fit. It's going to be uncomfortable. The tzura of creation represents Hashem's ratzin, and the tzura is the tzir of everything. Hashem didn't speak it into existence. Hashem didn't say that the planets should be round and that the earth should be this size and should be this color and so on and so forth. All that came from the Ratzon of Hashem and the reason why the Ratzon of Hashem is so manifest in every aspect of creation is in order that there should always be this that wherever you are in the darkest day that you wake up, you should remember that there's a tzura over there, and the tzura is the ratzin of Hashem, and the ratzin of Hashem is lamayla and lamata equally, and there is no darkness. I'm sorry, I just want to finish. Shekulam yeshlem tzira tzmuna b'mchinas chayfetz v'ratzin havaye shalei bali de gilui b'dibor u'maimer shuhu apayla yeshus. It didn't come to revelation through dibor or maimer. Hashem never spoke what the tzura should look like. That came from Hashem's ratzin. So there is no yeshus. In the surah, in it says that when Hashem created the world, so Bereshis bara aleikim. How did Hashem create the world through Tzimtzum? How did Hashem create the world through Midas Adin? But it says in the end of creation, when Havaya aleikim created the earth and the heaven. Havaya aleikim is shitaf imay midas arachimim Hashem. Combined Midas Rachim together with the Midas Adin. Throughout the Masabrachis it says only Alekim. Afterwards, Sheet of Midas Then Hashem included Midas Rachim. What is this Midas Rachim? The Midas Rachim is that Hashem created a Tzurah. And that means that you're never far from Hashem. You're never distant from Hashem. You're never too dark and too. Too, too, too low, and too much of a balaver, and too much of a baltaiva, you're never far from Hashem. There's always a tzura there. And if there's a tzura, then you have direct access to the ratzin of Hashem himself. This is why it says in Halal that the Goyim look at us and say, where is their God? Because the Goyim are not able to recognize the God of the Jews. 
שבחינס הליכוס ובחינס היה, זה בחינס, the level of הליכוס, of godliness, of י' כ' ו' כ', of השם, that we have as our God, is in a way of היה. They say, where is it? We don't recognize it, we don't see it. דהיינו בבחינס הסטלקוס. It's too high for them. They say Azav Havayasarts. They recognize that there is Havaya, but they say he's up there. He's busy in his own world. He's giving over the conduct, the direction, the 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 the, the, the existence of the world. He's giving over to the Kuf Chaf That's what they see. They say that Havaya is not inside of the Aretz. Thank you. And the world does not conduct itself only in a way of Elikim, which is the name of Elitzimtzum, of Estalkus, of darkness, of concealment. They see the Yashos and they can't see past the Yashos. They don't have the capacity to see past the Yashos. They don't have the access to the Tzura that we have. All they see is the Yashos and the separation. The truth is that everything that Hashem desired, He made, and that's what we continue to say, that Hashem does whatever He wants. And when you see that Hashem does whatever He wants, then you're able to recognize the Eibishter. In other words, what's that called? When Hashem does whatever He wants to smite Talikim, what's it called? It's called a miracle, a nais. And that's what Halal is all about. That's what Chanukah is all about. It's about the miracles, about the revelations, about the penetration of Hashem's light down into the darkness of the world. That's what the whole Halal is really talking about. The whole capital Tilim before this. The ocean saw and it fleed. Hashem makes a river of water flow out from a rock. It speaks about Hashem who turns over and transforms the Yeshus of the world. He takes a Tzor HaChalamish. Tzor is the side of Eish. Tzor is the source of fire. It's a flintstone. And Hashem takes the flintstone and allows a river of water to flow out of it, which is its, the opposite of its existence. Why? Because the Shem Aleikim does not conceal for Hashem. It does not hold back for Hashem. Hashem is able to penetrate it and to control it. Because the Shem Aleikim which is the tzimtzum, the concealment, that there should be a yesh, that gives everything its own nature, which is ingrained in it, its own makeup, its own characteristics, that separate it. Who battle legabe shem havaya hamayshalalav? It's really battle to shem havaya. So even though its tchuna, its makeup is to be fire, if Hashem says be water, then it's water because God will havaya v'adineinu mikol likim. So who in gilu or in seif baruchu? This is the idea of the revelation of light of the of of the that is infinite, just like the name is infinite. And therefore, the ocean too saw and fled because nothing can hold back, nothing can conceal. So we're already seeing the direction of Hanukkah, but we're going to go much much deeper from here.
Did you say that a stone is the source for the element of fire? The, a splint stone. A flint stone. A flint stone. Not, not like a regular stone. It's at sur. At sur is specifically a flint stone. Yeah. Flint stone. Yeah. But, but a stone is an earth. What? It would make sense to say that stone is the earth. Right? There's four elements. Stone, stone is not earth. It's not earth. No, it depends. It depends with stone. There are stones. There are stones that are actually connected to the element of water. But uh, the flint stone is specifically connected to the element of fire. So it's a special type of stone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a regular stone is earth. If you're a boy scout, you know, or if you're a camper. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know how, how when you, 